Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys. Yeah, last week Paul was addressing the Jerusalem mob and they were not happy, man. You know, he was told not to go to Israel because there was going to be problems, but Paul was a man of God and he didn't back down from nothing. Listen, God bless you guys. And I want to tell you, man, last week we are in chapter 22 and Paul's going to give his defense and he's going to give his testimony to this angry mob of, uh, you know, people. And he's going to try to tell them, man, listen, I, I used to be just like you guys. <laughs> Mad, angry, upset, not knowing what the gospel truly said about our maker, who is Jesus Christ. Father, we come before you, Lord, and we just ask, Lord, that today, Lord, you use me and I get out of the way, Father, for your glory on this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to Growing in His Word podcast. God bless you guys. Listen, a um, couple announcements out there I want to say. Uh, you know, Peru, we have 160,000 listeners in Peru. Over 160. God bless Peru. God bless you guys. I'm glad you're listening. Um, you really made my day when I found out how many listeners are truly listening. God bless you guys, man. It's a It's a blessing to continue to be about your business, Lord Jesus. And uh, oh, I'm excited. Listen, Paul is, he was arrested at the temple last week because he was, you know, I mean, he was sharing the gospel. And and remember back in chapter 20, 21, you know, he was told not to go back. In chapter 20, when, they were, when we were talking about the journey in Greece from Trost, etc. And the elders... And, you know, we're telling him and the apostles were telling him not to go and they kissed him, remember, on the way out and said, you know, I wish you'd stay because, you know, they knew the Lord knew uh, they they knew that the Lord was going to, you know, use Paul, but they knew in their heart that something was going to happen. And so we see Paul now, you know, he he left and he's in Jerusalem and he's, you know, on that journey, you know, it was Asia, then, you know, Greece. He revisited with the with the third missionary journey that Paul did there. But Paul visited the churches of Galatia for the third time, and then he settled in Ephesus So for more than two years, okay? Uh, now, upon leaving Ephesus, Paul traveled again to Macedonia and Achaia, and, and then uh, Greece for three years. He, he returned to Asia by way of Macedonia. Macedonia. Now listen to this. Paul Paul wrote uh, in 1 Corinthians from Ephesus to 2 Corinthians from Macedonia. And the letter to Rome from Corinth. Now Paul was on a mission and he wasn't going to stop. He was, it was in his soul and his life to keep going and to move on. And last week we talked about how it's important to move on. And not to allow, you know false narratives and things in our lives that come up to stop us from what God's doing in our lives. Especially fear, because fear is from the devil. And people who have fear, fear creates something that we as believers uh, cannot and are not allowed to thrive on. Let me explain to you, my dear friends, just one example. You know, fear tries to twist our decisions and make us not go where God wants us to go. Paul wasn't afraid because he said he stated that I don't care if I die. For me to die is for me to gain Christ. Listen, 
He wasn't afraid, but the decision that he made was the decision for us in the future. He showed us as believers not to be afraid to tell people about Jesus. Stop keeping this beautiful secret that you have in fear of persecution from stopping you to giving Jesus to other people. People need it. People want it. People are hurting. And they didn't want Paul to go. Some say that Paul was out of the will of God in going to Jerusalem after after the warning of, uh, of bonds and afflictions. But there's no evidence that Paul was rebelling against God. I think that he was finishing the race that we believers need to finish because we can't be afraid. Fear is of the devil. Listen, there's persecution and there's fear. Uh, you know, the Hebrews knew in Egypt that we had to cross the river. We had to leave. They, you know, God allowed Moses to lead us out of Egypt. And that's what was done. If they, if they didn't have faith in God, they would have never left. They would have just stayed there and been beaten down and persecuted and stayed there and died. Paul was bound in the spirit and he was bound good because he loved Jesus Christ. He knew the price. He knew the count. He counted his life, uh, you know, he said, nor do I count my life dear to myself. Paul, Paul no longer desired to hold on to his life. He sought only the furtherance of God's kingdom and honor of Christ, no matter what the earthly cost was. And that's my point, believers. We don't have to do nothing stupid, but we got to set the example for Christ. Listen, we were in chapter 22, and Paul, you know, like I said, was warned. But we must minister to the people who don't know Jesus because it's very, very important. And so here we are. Paul is now arrested in the temple. Last week we talked about it. And Paul went to Jerusalem. He got to Jerusalem. And now he's going to give his testimony like he did last week. He talked to the Hebrews and he said, "My, this is my testimony about how he was stopped by, by God and fell to the ground and was blinded and led to, uh, you know, as he was led to a, another believer's house to be plugged in and to growing to grow in his word, God's word. He grew in God's word as we are now and he went and spread the gospel. And that's what it's about, believers, spreading the news of hope so that other believers can replace us when we go see Jesus or when we or or if we're raptured. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Uh I can't wait for that time. And so last week we talked about this, the, uh, you know, here he was, you know, giving his uh, testimony. And so they stopped him and they, and, they, and they said, arrest him. They wanted him arrested. And Paul was arrested and he was scourged. It was by a leather whip or a studded piece of metal or, or bone. It was fastened to the wooden handle and Paul had been beaten before. So he knew what was coming. <laughs> 
It was no uh, surprise to Paul that he'd be whipped again for Jesus. Are you feeling whipped again for Jesus? Because listen, Paul was whipped before you and Jesus was whipped before Paul. So we need to understand that it's by persecution most of the time that people get, you know, they, they grow, whether it's physical, mental, or even emotional persecution. And then Acts chapter 22, verse 9 says, in, those who, in, in, in Acts chapter 22, verse 9, where we left off last week, and it says, And those who were with me indeed saw the light and were afraid, but they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. So I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Arise and go to Damascus, and there you will be told things, told all things which are appointed for you to do. Now listen, God was telling Paul, when he was, you know, remember that this, what I'm reading to you is Paul's testimony. He's telling the mob, okay? Now the mob's upset, but he's trying to tell them, okay? Persecution's happening, man. Listen to this. Paul is spreading the gospel to him. Now listen, and I said, listen to this, in verse 11, and since I could not see for the glory of that day of the light being led by the hand of those who were with me, I came into, into Damascus, okay? Paul won the lottery that day when God chose him. When he was blinded, God blinded him through, through adversity. That's the day when Paul was spiritually, his eyes were open, okay? All Paul was trying to say was, listen, Jesus Christ is real and he loves you and the mob couldn't handle it. Some people can't handle it. Mostly our family members. We try to share the gospel with our family and they can't handle it. They don't want it. They're just too upset. They want to, why should I believe you? I've known you most of my life. Like Jesus. Remember when Jesus, his brother, when Jesus walked on the road of Emmaus, Emmaus, I'm sorry, Emmaus. Remember that? And he walked down the road with his two guys and he began to explain to him explain to them that he, you know, but, but, you know, but his own brother didn't believe until he rose from the grave. So Paul is in the same sense, you know, witnessing to to people and people won't believe it until they see, but he won the lottery because God chose him. And then it says in verse 12, a certain, uh, then a certain, uh, uh, and a certain Ananias, a devout, a devout man, according to the law, having a good testimony with all the Jews who dwelt there, came to me and he stood and said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And there, at the same hour, I looked up at him and then he said, listen to this, the God of our fathers has chosen uh, chosen you that you should know his will and see. The, you know, you see, that's the guy that, that helped him out. Listen, that you see the just one. And hear the voice of his mouth for you, for you will be his witness to all men of what you have seen and heard. And now who, and then why are you, and he says, and why are you waiting? Okay, arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling upon the name of the Lord. God chose you. Yes, listeners, you listeners listening to this program right now, God is choosing you. 
He's saying, look, go get baptized and go serve me. Don't stand here. Don't stay home all day and, you know, get out there and get on for Jesus. Witness. Be a witness like Jesus was. God made you for that reason. And then last week we left off on 17 where it says, Now what happened when I returned? Listen to this. When I returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple that I was in a trance. He was in a trance. He was with the Lord. He was praying to the Lord. Listen. And he was praying in the temple and that I was in a trance. and And I saw him saying to me, Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, for they will not receive your testimony concerning me. So now he knows that they don't want it. But Paul was warned. It's like a fever. You get sick. You don't go to the doctor. It gets worse. You have an infection. You don't get the antibiotics. And then you die. Well, warning signs are among us and they're all all around us. How do we know that God, it's what's the difference between God's warnings and, and, you know, and our emotions. Well, we got to pray. And that's what Paul was doing. He was praying in the temple. And so God sent him that message. And quickly, verse 19 says, uh, uh, So I said, Lord, they know that in, in every synagogue I imprisoned and beat those who believe on you. Remember that. Remember that. Remember this is, now this is his testimony he's saying. Remember that. God told him he would be witnesses to all men. And that's what God's telling you right now. I mean, oh, you can't say that. No, listen, that's what he wants. He wants us to be witnesses to the earth. Not to the earth, but all in the inside the earth of everybody. All living creatures. My dog too. No, all the believers. Non-believers, people. Share your God. Share the Lord. Share it. Listen. It's amazing. Listen to this, verse 19. I want you to read this. So I said, Lord, they know that in every synagogue I imprisoned and, 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 and beat those who believe on you. And verse 20 says, and when the, when the blood of your, of your martyr Stephen was shed, I, was, I also was standing by consenting to his death and guarding the clothes of those who were, who were killing him. Then he, said, then he said to me, depart, for I will send you far from here to the Gentiles. Now listen to this. Paul was with Stephen. He was, you know, it did something to him when Stephen cried out to God before he died. We talked about that. But what I want to talk to you about is, in verse 22 it says, and they listened to him until the word, and then they raised their voices and said, away with such a fellow from the earth. Now remember, we, remember he's talked, he was giving his testimony. Now listen to this. They said that, the angry uh, Jewish mob said, uh, for he is not fit to live. And verse 23 says, then then, then as, as they cried out and tore off their clothes, that's a signal of, of when, a, when a Hebrew tears his clothes, it's an indication of you're going to die. There's going to be a funeral. And so they want him dead. They don't want him around. They want what they want. And that's that. You know, Jews don't hate Christians. It's, you know, they were just, Paul was rallying up the crowd, giving his testimony. And this was many, many years ago. But Satan wanted Paul dead. And so, you know, 
The enemy will use any means to get to us because he doesn't like us. Listen, he wants to stop the furtherance of the gospel. So here we see uh, in verse 22, you know, they listened to him until, until you know, he was he was finished. And then they, they basically tore their clothes. So, you know, they threw the dust in the air. They're mad. The commander ordered, ordered him to be brought into the barracks. And he said he should be examined under, under scourging. You know, and they scourged him with that, you know, so that they might know. Uh, why they shouted shouted so against him. But the funny part is, okay, is uh, is this. And they bound him with, the, with, with thongs. Remember, we talked about that. And Paul said to the centurion who stood by, is it, law, is it lawful for you to scourge a man who was a Roman, a Roman, and uncondemned? Now, this Roman soldier's thinking, but you're a Hebrew, you know, you're not a you're not a Roman so uh, uh, citizen. It wasn't it wasn't lawful that the Roman see the Roman law was that no Roman citizen could be cha- could be chained, scourged, or killed without a proper trial. So fail, failure to obey that law w- resulted in a severe punishment for the one who commanded the illegal punishment. So this guard doesn't want to get involved with this. You know, Paul was a Roman citizen. His parents got him citizenship. They bought it. They purchased it. Talk about an investment. (laughs) That's one of the best investments you can get. The non-leather whip treatment. I mean, wow. And now, you know, you don't even know it. Listen to this. That was his little uh, trump card. Watch this. But when the centurion heard that he was that 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 that, that he was a, you know a citizen, listen, he went and told the commander, saying, "Take care of what you do for this man is 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 you know is a Roman." And verse twenty seven says, "Then the commander came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman?'" He said, "Yes." And the commander answered with a large sum. I mean, I'm sorry. The commander answered with a large sum. I uh, he said, "I obtained the citizenship." Now watch this. And Paul said, but I was born a citizen. Oh, so he was born a citizen, Paul was. Interesting. Huh? Listen to this. Then immediately, those who were about to examine him withdrew from him. And the commander was also afraid after he found out that he was a Roman and because he had bound him. So now Paul is there. In Jerusalem, and they don't know what to do with them yet. You ever been in a situation where you don't know where you're at? You're in lim- you're in limbo. <laughs> you're just like, what do I? What, hey, you know? Yeah. Your marriage, your job, your friends. How many friends do we really have in this world? Mine is Jesus. Everybody else is an acquaintance. What do you call that? Acquaintance? Yeah. Yeah, touch and go. Right on. Cool. But there are people who are real good friends. See, Jesus Christ knows who we are. Even when we were born. Listen, God knew everything about Paul before Paul was even born. And that's why it's important. Paul already, uh, God already knew Paul was going to be arrested. We read about that. 
It's just like God knows what you're going to go through. And he's going to bail you out when it happens. But this isn't what happens here. Listen to this. The Sanhedrin's divided the next day, uh, you know, because he wanted to know for certain why he was accused by the Jews. He released him from his bonds and commanded the chief priests and all their council to appear and brought Paul down and set him before them. Now, listen, in chapter 23, it says that we got to continue because, you know, it's we got to. It's a continuation here. So in, in chapter 23, then Paul, looking earnestly at the council, said, said, men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. And, 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 and the high priest Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. <laughs> wow. So the whitewashed wall is a way of Paul saying that, you know, it was thin paint pretty much used to make something dirty look clean. <laughs> Ananias deserved this rebuke, man, because the fact that Ananias had someone else do his dirty work did not absolve him from ordering the act. You know, and we see that in the church today. We see leaders, you know, doing the dirty work. And you don't even know they're doing it. You see him breaking up churches. You see him doing things that aren't right. You see him, you know, blowing up. Uh, you, not, you see him, like, not blowing up, but you see him, you know, infiltrating Bible studies that are legitimately growing and thriving. These leaders in some of these churches do it. And they got no problem doing it because they're vampires. Not physical vampires, but they're, they're wolves in sheep's clothing. And they're afraid that the Bible study in your neighborhood will grow bigger than theirs and that they won't be seen anymore in the pulpit with glory. And there's some men like that. Not all men, but some. You see this in your job, and we see it at work, where people want to get the glory in their butts, you know, butt sniffing the boss. Oh, I, 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 oh, you know, always bringing them gifts. Years ago when I was working, I worked at an orange juice factory and. There was a woman that would always bring presents to the boss. I mean, I walked into his office day one day to uh, talk about a safety issue with a machine. And there she was loading up more gifts. And the guy was like, <clears throat> you know, she, her name was Gladys. And I go, oh, aren't you Gladys? You got more gifts. He was like, <laughs> you see all this stuff in this room? She gave it to me. It's the, the whole wall is littered with stuff. People are always going to try to whitewash you. But you know what? Jesus Christ loves you. No matter what happens, you don't have to be, you don't have to worry because God's in control. <laughs> Paul, Paul, man. Paul rebuked him. Paul rebuked him. Flat out, man. He said straight up. Don't try to whitewash me, man. He laid it on him, man. He laid it on him thick. He said, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna do it to me." He laid it down. He told him, "Listen, I'm a Roman citizen too. What are you gonna do?" <laughs> you know, listen. The devil hates us, but God loves you. You're called by God to serve, serve others, serve Jesus. We used to be slaves to sin, but now we're slaves of God. Listen to this. Romans says it. 
In chapter 6, man, we're dead to sin and alive to God. He says in Romans chapter 6, verse 1, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we, how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you know that you, that as many of us are as mere baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism and death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we shall walk in newness of life. We are free. We're set free in the spirit of life. The unity is we have Jesus. There's union with Christ. Our souls have been activated. Once we receive Jesus, the button is activated. Boom! And our soul's alive. And we receive Jesus again. We are born again of the Holy Spirit. We then put on new things and we leave the old behavior behind. The body of sin was put on you know, we were born sinners. But our flesh and our spirit will always go to war. As long as we live in this body, it's a fight. And we need to walk in the spirit. Because if we don't walk in the spirit, we're not going to be free of bitterness. Okay? We need to be slaves of Jesus. Slave, we need to be, we need to be like, like, like Jesus. Paul highlights the principle that everyone's a slave to somebody or something. What are you a slave to? Booze? Football? Baseball? Ferraris? Everyone's a slave to something. Whether it's a person, possession, activity. But as a Christian, we should be a slave to God's righteousness. I used to be a slave to my Porsche till I sold it. I mean, it's 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 real. Listen, yield to the Holy Spirit, yield to the to Jesus, and see what He does. The mob didn't want to yield to Jesus. That's okay. The seed was planted, and Paul planted the seed, and that's what we do. But we don't let sin reign in our mortal bodies. That. That you know that we 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 obey its lust and sin and we don't we don't obey that. Jesus said, "Listen, Paul said we're united together." You see, some foot. It's called some futos in Greek. It's it's an expression. It occurs when we grow in union, like a plant. In the union are are, are the words that describe two plants that have been planted together and are growing together closely, in, entwined, or even united. It speaks about unity in Christ, in His death and the resurrection. Romans chapter six talks about the union with Christ in death. It's like being planted with Him, like a seed. Our sinful natures must die with Christ, so that we. We, we might grow in Christ and bear spiritual fruit like it says in John chapter 12, verse 24. Our union with Christ is now a loving union in which we are growing in Him and the likeness of His resurrection. Believers, be excited about this. Paul was excited and, and because he was excited about this, he was persecuted for Jesus. But it wasn't for long, my dear friend. It wasn't for long. 
Because the newness of life is, if the believer's identification with Christ, meaning being identified with his death, then it logically follows that he be, the believer is also identified with Jesus' resurrection. Having died and having been raised with Christ, the believer should live a new kind of life. Well, I can't do that, Pastor. You can and you will. Christ in you will. We put the new life on and that's when God works. You see, Paul was there trying to tell the angry mob that, listen, we're not under the law. It means we're not under the law of Moses. Moses fulfilled the law, you see. The Mosaic system consisted of external laws which revealed the sin prevalent in humans' hearts. But in contrast, God's grace places the believers, the believer in Christ and the Holy Spirit in the believer. Therefore, a Christian does not have to sin. He makes that choice. He or she can resist temptation and do what's right. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 15 through 18 talks about that. It's amazing. Forgive your offenders. Love your enemies and love your neighbors. Do the work of God. Do the will of God. Listen, share the word. You're free from the law, Paul said. He's telling them that you don't have to worry about the law anymore. It doesn't have dominion over man as long as he lives anymore. The law cannot save us from sin. And so we don't need to ride bicycles or knock on doors and worship the things that we keep idle to. But just remember that Jesus Christ loves you. Father, we come before you. We thank you for this sermon, Lord. We thank you for the podcast. And we thank you for growing in his word. Lord, we're alive because we received you in our hearts, Father. And Lord... We know that you have a plan. And we know that living in the flesh doesn't get us anywhere, Father. So today, Lord, I pray that we purge out all of our things that we worship, if they're not of you, Lord, and that we replace the things that we worship with you, Father, because we want to worship you, Jesus. Lord, we love you, Jesus, and we thank you, Father, for growing in his word. And God bless all the believers out there. Name, amen. God bless you guys. Listen, man, next week we're going to be talking about another chapter. My voice is going out because I, I you know, the allergy season is kicking in again. So pray for them. I'm going to suck on a lozenger, man. God bless you guys, man. And thank you for growing in His Word. God bless you guys. And I'll see you next week on Growing in His Word in Acts uh, chapter 23. And we're going to have a, we're going to have a great time with Paul and we're going to see what happens. God bless you guys.